tyranny. It's as American as beer and baseball. This is the America Beer, Baseball, Tyranny podcast with your hosts, Joshua Sopko and Aaron Bloomer. Josh, here we are. (laughs) What's up, man? Episode one, America. Version one. Beer, baseball, tyranny. Tyranny, yes. Excited, man. I'm kind of nervous. I'm excited. Yeah. You don't get nervous about things. No, I try not to. But so what are we doing here? Yeah, it's this podcast about America and baseball and beer and tyranny. More about beer and tyranny. <laughs> probably. Tyranny, yeah. I don't really know much about baseball, but is it, <laughs> it's an American staple. So people get it. We probably should do a episode about something with, I don't know, at some point. But I have a signed baseball card of Kirby Puckett from the Minnesota Twins. Okay. So I met him once. Oh. And I was like, yay, big, bought this tall. Yeah. Sweet. So I got baseball. I got baseball cards. My dad's a f- huge Twins fan. He's got like... Does he want to buy much. my baseball cards? He might. He probably <laughs> would. Sweet. I don't think yeah. they're worth much. So we're going to just talk here about things that you and I talk about every a day. A lot of stuff. Anyway. So that's kind of what spurred this is... We started a podcast a while ago that fizzled out due to many different reasons. Right. The timing wasn't right, I think, is the biggest part on either of our ends. Right, right. Circumstances have changed. We decided to quit half-assing this and quit <laughs> dinking around. And you and I message too much every day, no, almost, it's- about news items and different things because I like to poke you a little bit. <laughs> I think that's a fun part to, for, to do. Um, but I think we have good conversations just about like, what does this mean? What's going right. on in pier in Washington? What are the police doing? Why are we as citizens giving up our rights? So why are, what are, what, what's going on? And I, I think this show podcast is going to be just us taking what we've done already on Facebook messenger and recording the audio and the video and putting it online so facebook knows everything that we're going to be talking about already oh yeah because <laughs> they've been reading our conversations and uh cataloging them all yeah they've definitely flagged you for sure yeah. and just simply because i associate with you i'm sure i've been flagged as well <laughs> i'd be disappointed if i'm not on a list somewhere yeah so i think from the most part Let's talk about from a political standpoint where we're at or where this podcast is. I like to think we're pretty middle of the road. I like to think myself is pretty middle of the road, which then I consider. I don't know what I consider. I mean, I I agree personally with a lot of uh, libertarian type policies and thought, but I agree with you know, Republican things. And there are even some democratic things I I think we need to at least think about and consider right. and things. But I think as a whole, I lean more conservative. Yeah. And, and most libertarians do too. And mm-hmm. not that this is a part of partisan podcast or not that I'm promoting any party or anything like that. I'm don't, I've quit associating with parties. I've, I've officially left our local libertarian. I've not registered as a libertarian anymore. Uh, for a lot of different reasons. So like that's abstract. Um, but you know, there's that, there's that quadrant chart that puts you into kind of these boxes of essentially authoritarianism, mm-hmm. like how, how authoritarian are you? <laughs> 
and the libertarians always end up on the bottom right of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans are somewhere, you know, middle right or top right. They've got a little bit, you know, they like to um, force people in, in some regards. And but mostly Democrats are by and large on the far left upper side of that uh, more authoritarian mm -hmm. style of thought. And so I always struggle when people say, well, are you left or right leaning? Well, so what's the issue? Right, <laughs> you right, know? Right. And so I don't really, even really know if middle of the road is an appropriate. I mean, it's almost going to be a 3D chart mm. where, you know, there's left and right. And then there's others who just uh, subscribe to just not force, non-aggression, mm -hmm. which applies differently across the board of left or right uh, ideologies that we know of today anyways. So. Yeah. I just like to follow my hero, Ron Swanson. <laughs> here, uh, Who was breakfast food is the best meal of the day. Right. Best food, all that good stuff. Yeah. I thought, I thought <laughs> well, at first you were going to say Ron Paul because Ron Paul's my big hero. Mm -hmm. he's, 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 he led the charge of the Liberty movement in 2008 and then he caught a ton of traction in 2012. Mm -hmm. um, and he brought more people to the Liberty movement um, in the history of ever, basically, since since as far as I can remember. So he's regarded as sort of the, the liberty movement hero of the day anyways. Yeah. And he's a living and breathing person uh, who served like 30 years in Congress. Yeah. I want to I look into James Wilson a lot more, too. I've heard his name a little bit. He was one of kind of the founders of the Constitution or a part of that group of men who uh, was in the discussion or at least in the room. And from what it seems, he was always for more liberty-minded, giving the control to the people type mm -hmm. uh, of mentality. Uh, I don't know enough about him to, to say whether he's a good guy or not, because odds are there's something in his, you know, all of those guys back then, there's always something that comes out where she's yep. like, Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. But it's a sign of the times I too, but it is. So, yeah, I mean, so what's the ground rules or groundwork we want to lay? I think what we're going to be talking about a lot is obviously the constitution. We're going to be talking about rights, a lot of, a lot about rights and a lot about Liberty. Yep. So I think, um, a lot of people think, so you and I had the conversation about the Constitution before of where I made an uneducated question of uh, what rights does the Constitution guarantee or along that line? And you said that's not what it's for. <laughs> the Constitution doesn't guarantee anything. Right. So what is the Constitution for? <sighs> I'm going to get eaten alive already right away. I have, a, I have a lot of issues with the Constitution and everybody, uh, you know, Republicans and Democrats all tout the, the Constitution and then they turn around and make laws that break it every single day. And it's like, well, you say that you're a lover of the Constitution, then we have the Patriot Act, which both sides of the aisle support like crazy and they give money to it like crazy. Both sides of the aisle uh, unilaterally supported the 13th Amendment, which uh, basically built the Federal Reserve and allowed for income tax to happen. Like, that's not a liberty-minded, that's not a constitutional thing, even though it's now a part of the Constitution as the 13th Amendment. Right. But when you start looking at um, the evil of Jekyll Island and how the whole Federal Reserve came about, how it was built, how this amendment was passed, you're just like, holy crap, it's, it's just, it's unreal. The Constitution, at, at its whole, is meant to protect individual liberty. It's meant to constrain the federal government, 
not states. It's not meant to contain straight or constrain states. It's meant to contain and specifically dictate the things that the federal government can do. And if it doesn't say that it can do that, then it cannot do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Constitution was set up to do. And then everybody tells the Bill of Rights. Well, the Bill of Rights it is fundamentally named the wrong thing. It's really a Bill of Protection. We have these rights whether or not they were spelled out in the Bill of Rights or not. They're just protections to say the federal government cannot step on these things. Because right. the, the Constitution was passed and ratified, or at the time of the term, but it was passed without the Bill of Rights. They were they were almost almost simultaneously passed. They were hand in hand. Yeah, and so the Bill of Rights is the first ten amendments to the Constitution. Right. Uh, which which is a good conversation to have, too, because and I don't know much about James Wilson. I have to look him up after this. But when they were debating and arguing about the, the Constitution, there was a Federalist who were for the Constitution. And and I'm using this term loosely, Federalist mm-hmm. and Anti-Federalist, because realistically, the the true Federalists are the ones that uh, are now we refer to them as the Anti-Federalists for a lot of reasons. But uh, that can be another entire podcast series about that. If you're interested, you can go listen to Brian McClanahan talk about it. He, uh, But anyways, the anti-federalists were very against the Constitution, this idea of a national federal government, this central authority power, because they just got done fighting a war. I mean, literally just not even 10 years prior to that. Well, yeah, 10, whatever years Ish, prior to that. Yeah. They had just got done fighting a really bloody war that they almost lost on mm-hmm. numerous occasions. It's a um, pretty stout miracle that we didn't lose yeah and on that note they said we don't want this central authority because history dictates and these guys were the some of the smartest men of their day in terms of political ideology and philosophy and historians about what governments had done in the past and they knew every single time that a central authority steps on these rights and the rights that are in the bill of rights that they were specifically drafting were all the rights that they saw their mother country impose on them right like trying to take away guns or trying to take away speech um quartering soldiers in their homes standing Mm -hmm. armies uh illegal search and seizures like all of these things they said well these have what has happened to us so we want explicitly forbid the federal government from ever doing anything like this on us again and the Federalists said, well, that can't happen because we didn't put those things in the in the Constitution. Ergo, mm-hmm. the federal government can't do it because we mm-hmm. didn't tell them that they had domain over that area. And the Anti-Federalists says, well, we don't really care because we know what's going to happen. So we need to protect these specific things. Uh, so that's what the Constitution was set up and meant to do. I know that was a long-winded answer, yeah. but uh, it, it's, it's important to note that the Constitution does not. It, it created the federal government and it told the federal government everything it can do. Anytime the federal government does something outside of its explicit terms, if I say, Aaron, you can do these five things and you do a sixth thing, thing you are out of bounds of the Constitution. And unfortunately, that basic, it seems like it happens a lot. And it happened starting with George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see how long we made it. Yeah. And then and then along comes John Adams and immediately see the Alien Sedition Acts. He tried to pass laws about what you can and can't say. You can't speak out against the elected officials. You can't speak out against the government. I mean, it was just. Yeah. You know, John Adams is the only founding father to not own slaves. No, I didn't know that. Fun fact. <laughs> fun, fun fact. Um, yeah. So then. Wait a minute, the only founding father that didn't own slaves or the only president that didn't 
I so president. in the podcast it said founding father, but I don't believe James Wilson owned slaves either. So I'm a, I think they possibly meant like founding father who was also a president. That's what I would. That's which what would I probably would. seems more accurate. Right. And then you can talk about George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and how terrible they are. But that's a different podcast. It's <laughs> a different podcast. Uh, so then that sets up federal. Uh, and then the difference between the federal government and state governments. Right, which is one of the most important conversations that we could ever possibly have. That no one has. Right. Right? Really? Well, yeah. I mean, do we, we don't learn it in school. No, you sure don't learn it in school. You the, know, the 10th Amendment is, is, the, is the key to this conversation. The 10th Amendment sets up the state's rights. The 10th Amendment explicitly writes out that the federal government cannot supersede what the states do or don't do. Uh, on, on pretty much every level. And that's the one that we see that we don't learn about it in school. Right. We don't even know how to read it. Um, and it's just been long since forgotten until more recently, more groups. There's a, a group called the 10th Amendment Center, mm -hmm. which specifically says, hey, um, this is where the federal government is specifically going outside for the 10th Amendment. Um, and we need to start reeling in what the federal government is doing and imposing their will on the states unconstitutionally. Sure. So. What are the what's the role of the federal government? Yeah, the the seventeen things that's outlined in the Constitution. That's it. Mm -hmm. at, at the end of the day, the federal government is really charged with defending the borders of of our home state or mm -hmm. our home land. Right. Sure. It's it, it it does not authorize going and invading other lands. What? <laughs> Believe it or not. What? And if they do such a thing, they have to get the approval of Congress, which you haven't done since World War Two, uh, which is another podcast conversation about that, too. But um, so that's one of their big things. Another one is to uh, protect individual liberty, whereas uh, individuals are to be protected from other from federal tyranny from the government doing more things. I mean, there's not a lot it can do. It, is, it, it has a balanced budget. It's supposed to anyways. So. Okay, then state-wise, what are each individual state's roles in, I mean, immediately I think protecting us, who protects us. But again, that's, I get, that's a different conversation too. But what are, what's the difference between the state's roles? So is there, each state could have different rules laws which they they do every state has its own constitution mm -hmm. and it's that constitution that dictates what that state should look like realistically at its foundation a state should be able to do whatever it needs to do to, for the for whatever its citizens think it needs to do mm -hmm. so what about when we get these uh actions from the federal government you know in the 50s it was uh interracial marriage was legal in 2015, you know, gay marriage is legal. And that's then from the federal government that's supposed to be binding state across all 50 states and right. outlying whatever, whatever's. So that's not their jurisdiction. So we're going to have probably a series of podcasts on the 14th Amendment to talk specifically about this question. Mm hmm. There is a lot of debate as to whether or not the Constitution applies to states, the federal Constitution. The 14th Amendment made that conversation really, really tricky. Prior to the 14th Amendment, 
if a state wanted to ban guns and and have a and they didn't have it in their in their state constitution right uh which which every single state except for one and i can't remember who it is i want to say it's iowa or something like that um every single state has a second amendment style right to bear arms clause in their constitution when the states were drafted or when the states were founded after uh, our federal government was created they were more or less compelled to include the Bill of Rights into their constitution. That's why almost every state has something that really mimics yeah. our federal constitution. Well, each state, if I'm not mistaken, pushed to have a Bill of Rights right. when it wasn't passed with the constitution. The constitution seemed like more of a compromise of, okay, we got to get this thing done. <laughs> Let's get it done. And then the next years immediately following were the state saying, wait a minute, we want this, we need this, we need that. And then that was when the Bill of Rights and then that the the amendments to the Constitution have to be ratified by a what a two thirds of the states or something along those right. lines. And so. I, I, I believe, though, that the Bill of Rights and the Constitution were both ra- were both passed and ratified simultaneously. I don't they weren't separate documents. Because they knew that without the Bill of Rights, they were not going to get because they they made the the commitment at the time that it had to be a unanimous thing. The 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 thirteen original states that had declared sovereignty as mm-hmm. states, so they weren't colonies anymore by this point. Um, which you can really think of them as individual countries at that point. Sure, and that's why they had the Articles of Confederation. Uh, the Articles of Confederation set up how these individual sovereign states were to deal with each other. There's a lot, a lot of issues with how that was happening. States were tariffing other states. They were um, having issues with uh, trade importing across a state. So they were trying to, to block or ban and say uh, New York can't trade with a southern state without paying taxes across the other states along yeah. the way. So there's a lot of issues that were that were happening in this regard for a lot of different reasons. Um, and so when they went to convention to amend the articles of confederation, there was a handful of delegates there that said, no, we're not going to do that. And it was a coup. It was, it was a, it was literally a coup of saying, we're going to abolish the articles of confederation. We're not even going to have that conversation. We've come up with something better. And ergo, the constitution was the conversation that was had for the entire summer. George, wasn't it George Washington? No. Who was it? I don't remember the names. He was he was a part of it. Right. He was a part of the one saying, yeah, this isn't what we actually came to talk about. Right. Yep. And so all the delegates were, were like, what? Like they yeah. were completely shocked and surprised. That was not what they came there to do. And that's ultimately what ended up happening. A handful of them ended up leaving through this process. And they said, there's there's no way that we're going to install a central federal authority. We just and they, these were all war veterans. And they said, we just left this. Mm. We didn't come here to do this. And they left. A lot of them left during the three-fifths compromise. I think there were seven of them that walked out the door because they said, this this is why we're not doing this. They wanted to abolish slavery completely. They said, we're not going to install an institution that forces a state to do one thing or the other. And if we're not going to guarantee all rights equally for every single person in this land, we're not going to be a part of that conversation. They left. That was a crazy time, man. The three-fifths compromise is the original like everybody's like, oh you got to compromise in government it's just it's the original point when we immediately see tyranny and authoritarianism authoritarianism mm-hmm. happen like right at the front door before we even yeah. passed anything I, I still need to look into that 
stuff further, but I mean, the, the things I've read about it is just crazy. Um, you know, where there were the vast majority, I think potentially of people there wanted no slavery. Mm. And then there were few states who are willing, unwilling. There was enough states to make the entire process stall without having an institution of slavery, an institution where their House of Representatives were going to be, because that, that, that was the whole thing with three-fifths compromise. How do we count for population to have a proper amount of representatives in the House that they were working on creating? And that's when they said, well, we'll count three slaves as one person. Three out of every five slaves will be one person. And then because they knew that if they didn't get that, then their institution of so then the northern states would own the federal government basically, and then they could abolish the the, yep. the states. All right, that's a rabbit hole for another day. Crazy conversation indeed. So rights, rights. We talk about rights. What rights? Again, the wording here is important. Yep. Um, inalienable rights. Inalienable rights. Enumerated, enumerated and unenumerated rights. Fundamental S- rights. Who gets rights? First, before we talk about what they are, who every, who gets them? Every living person. Period. Period. So, and I hear sometimes people say that the government needs to pass an equal rights law. That's a big deal. It right is now. a huge. It is a huge, a huge deal. Thing right now. Yep, it's a 1970s Equal Rights Act. The, yeah. the Equal Rights Act of the late 70s, which has a really long complex and interesting story it's women trying suffrage. to be re- didn't start with women's suffrage it, it did and what, what's what i always kind of i kind of cringe when people say we need an equal rights act or an equal rights law because we all innately naturally the moment we exist have equal rights everybody has it's it's just whether or not they're being recognized understood no uh, yeah uh, understood valued i mean stepped on whatever so then what about so the big piece that was missing from that definition is citizen or non-citizen person 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 doesn't matter if they're a citizen <laughs> in the united states <laughs> so i've already made the democrats mad and now i just made all the republicans mad uh because the the whole idea of a and, and the Constitution backs us up, too, that if you if you come across the border, you get protected by the Constitution, whether you're here legally or illegally. You're not you're not automatically you don't get guaranteed rights. Yep. You're a person. These rights exist outside of society. They exist outside of government. They were they were granted to us by our creator, whether you subscribe to that being being God or, you know, some higher power, divine authority, the nat- nature, universe, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. These rights exist there, mm-hmm. and anything that we do to step on them is immoral and wrong. So the interesting story of was it Standing Bear? Yeah, that's a good in story. The, was it 1800s. Yeah, 1864. If you don't, if you don't know that story, check that out. It's it's a crazy interesting. Can we post story. links in comments? Is there a thing oh, yeah. that we can do that? We'll so figure, we'll post a link to the story. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll post a link to that story because <laughs> it is a super fascinating story about Standing Bear. Um, but yeah, he was a person. He was not a citizen, well, and he well, had to the time, fight to be guaranteed a person. And he wasn't even considered a person. Yeah, Native Americans or Indians, whatever, were not considered people. Yep. Yep, literally, we're not considering considered people. And what's really fascinating about that story, I won't get into the weeds about it, but the judge that was uh, ruling over this case 
had fought Indians in the past. He, he considered yeah, them yeah. to be savages. He did not like the Indian people. And yet he went back and he deliberated for 10 days. And ultimately he went to Webster's Dictionary of the 1860s and he looked up the definition of a person and uh, it was a person with a living soul or something. I can't remember the definition, but he came back and he said, I look at this guy and like, that's that. So you're, you're a person. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Now you Which have is interesting, but now it seems that we're slowly, but potentially surely evolving away from that in a way. In, Some people want us to, I feel like with, yeah. with, 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 uh, specifically with Mexico, I mean, there's a huge, obviously, with Trump as president on, on border walls and border security and, and and those things. And so, yeah, that's an interesting topic. Yeah. So that'll be another podcast for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so then what are those rights that are? And again, I say granted. You say they're not granted. <laughs> they exist. So the, they- li- the rights that are that are not even afforded. It's just that I am born with. Right. Those are not me, not even just just me, not just you, but every single in our because I agree with you on this. Our definition, every single person is born with. So what are these rights? I specifically haven't used the word born with for the abortion conversation. That'll be another one. Oh, geez. But specifically, I haven't haven't used that. Okay. Otherwise, the the exists, the rights that exist are ones for you get to own your body and basically as long as no one as long as you are not harming another individual or their stuff it's your right to do so mm-hmm. whatever that that is you get to do that and that's why we can't sit there and start making a list and the founders were clear about saying that we're making this list of bill of rights this does not include everything oh yeah these are just the ones that we're specifically saying the, the bill of rights was initially longer too I believe. Yeah. And then so. based on what got ratified was the, was the main, the most right. important 10. Yep. So yeah. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. I mean, can that boil it down? Yep. Yep. It to can. A, a, a simple level outside. I think life, liberty, I think the pursuit of happiness is an interesting one as it, it, it's life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, but it is not happiness. You are not. You do not have a right to happiness. Correct. You have a right to pursue happiness. And also your pursuit of happiness, if it in, if it infringes on someone else's right. happiness or liberty right. or life. So it's almost you're afforded life. You're granted your the rights that exist yep. are life and liberty. Yeah, I think that's fair. Cool. And, and, you just solved and, solved life's problems. <laughs> right. That's it. And that's that's the thing that that everybody starts to say, well, what about my right to do X? Well, that right is stepping on the right of someone else. So you don't get that as a right. If you want that right, you own property and you can do that all you want on your own property. Yeah, I I, I think of I think the interesting conversations, too, is the right of health care, the right to an education, the right to this, the right to that. And again, another thing we'll go deep into, I'm I'm assuming here in the in the relative near future uh people feel those are rights and i think you i would probably disagree with that the you cannot have a right that conscripts someone else uh, for their service so when people say i have a right to health care that means you have a right to the service of someone else so you're telling me that i have to make a doctor give me surgery because i have that right yep that person needs to go to school for 10 years, rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Because I have a right to what to their skill, to Correct. their skill set. 
What else are we going to talk about on this podcast? Oof, I don't know. We covered a lot of stuff. We we got we have some crazy bills. Yeah, our, our state think, bills. There's some other good state bills that are exist outside of our state in South Dakota that mm-hmm. I think that we should uh, definitely cover. Um, but yeah, we've got some crazy bills going on in our state right now. Most of them are all bad, like really bad. A bill <laughs> or a, a bill that would create a law that makes another law illegal. That one's not up for it, is it? The the plastics one. Oh, sure. <laughs> so there's a there's a I don't know what it's called a bill right now that would make it illegal to make plastic bags illegal. Right. They want to ban communities and cities from banning <laughs> what the plastics. And I've I've listened to the conversation about it and I guess there's valid points, but at the end of the day, um, I, I love this this phrase and quote to think locally, act locally. The closer our government is to us, mm-hmm. the better. The, the people at our state capitol, they don't know what's going on in our community to best serve our community. So if our community has a, and I'm not suggesting that anybody do this, but if our community had such a disastrous problem with plastics, and we wanted to say our community is no longer going to allow plastics. Again, I don't support this. Please nobody take this uh, video snippet and say he supports banning plastics because I don't. Uh, they should be allowed to do that. Each individual city. Each individual city. The state, in, in my opinion, and and Josh, you know, what about the turtles? What about the turtles? <laughs> and, Again, and, and we, one we, of our state representatives is is quoted as saying that the deer uh, use the plastic jugs in the river to drink out of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that seems totally legit. And they, to and me. they use them for their habitat, and I don't know. That's yeah, the crawfish habitat. Yeah. That's why I was talking online with Mark Henderson about the, and you were in that tag, oh, yep, about the yep. windmill the blades. Wind, yep. Sink them in the ocean. They'll be I, habitat. I don't know Come if paper on. glass holds up in salt water. So that's there's some crazy stuff going on in the state. There's there's some vac- there's a vaccine bill in our state that's a good one that I that we'll probably talk about next episode maybe I'm trying to twist his arm into talking it ladies and gentlemen I, I thought maybe not for the very first episode anyways um, but that one that one's kind of near and dear to to my heart for a lot of reasons and and it really boils down to individual liberty and freedom so a lot a lot of that is going to come into just individual liberty and what yeah. what the government's role is. Uh, so yeah, there there's some really good bills about military coming out of a lot of different states that I think we should talk about. And, and I love address. talking about police. Yeah, police is another really good one. That's uh, schools, teachers is another one I love talking about. Yep, I'm good so. with talking about schools. Uh, so a lot of really good stuff, and I think our name uh, really is going to get into it. And, and what we talked about today was really good because. At the end of the day, and, and you're probably going to hear me say this a lot, because the more people start to ingrain this in their brain, the more they start to understand what, when you're passing a law, what that really means. And government equals force. All, I mean, all the time. Pretty much every time government passes a law, at the end of that law is someone with a gun who is going to enforce that law. Even so, if it's a law outlawing another law. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, you really have to start thinking about is, is this a law that I would personally be willing to go to someone else and put a gun to their head and say, you must obey this law for whatever reason? And some people say, yeah, I'll do that. But it's easy to say that mm-hmm. um, versus actually thinking about what that means. And this is as simple as a seatbelt law. People throw that one out all the time. It's a lot to, to wear your seatbelt. 
play that whole scenario out from not wearing your seatbelt, driving down the road without your seatbelt on. You haven't hurt anyone. You haven't really committed a crime. You haven't involved a victim anywhere. Now, I'm not saying seatbelts aren't safe and you shouldn't wear one because you mm-hmm. should. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, someone with a gun is going to make sure that you have had a punishable offense for breaking that law. Now, yeah. I didn't say committing a crime, because in my opinion, you haven't committed a crime. You've broken a law. So we've talked about these types of scenarios many times back and forth. And originally I thought you were crazy. (laughs) The more you start thinking about it. One thing I have to say about that is look at the Sandra Bland case. Which one's that? Blinker. Didn't lose her blinker. Got pulled over, escalated, and then she committed suicide in jail. No way. Outrageous, man. It was in Malcolm Gladwell went in pretty depth in that in his newest book, Talking to Strangers. Interesting. Look into that case where this <laughs> person did not literally nothing wrong. The cop got, I, we don't have time for this. Go into it right now. It's a, <laughs> yeah, long, we, it's we a long thing. But uh, so my thing is I'm excited about just getting in and talking to things. I think my role is to hopefully dumb it down so I understand things sure. because I want to learn about these things. I want to learn more about myself and how to, you know, and things like that. And I hope we do that for our audience too. Um, I don't, we're not experts in anything. No, I think we're going to be the, we'll the first to admit that, but I think, and I'm going to say some things that are wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to, especially historically. Um, I'm a, I'm a big, like I love history and diving into history. Uh, that doesn't mean that I'm always going to get it right. And so I'd love to hear when, when we're wrong, but yeah, we're going to piss some people off. We're definitely going to, we're not going to make friends, No, but we're going to challenge the ideas of a lot of things. And I think that's important. I don't, I think especially having a civil dialogue and civil conversation, uh, is extremely important. And I hope we get to do this. We are on Facebook and Twitter at a B B T podcast at a B B T podcast. So yeah, America beer, baseball, tyranny, tyranny podcast. Yep. Uh, the website will be at beerbaseballtyranny.com. Dot com. Yep, we got the dot com. So we'll have all the audio there. We'll have our videos uploaded to YouTube. Please reach out to us on Facebook, on Twitter, anywhere uh, that you want to start a conversation, have a, uh, a dialogue or any questions. We hope to have guests at some point. Yes. You see our pretty lean setup right here you know we, we helped we'll build this out as we go to um i thought the biggest thing is we can't be perfect but i think we need to get going yep and so here we are getting going yep absolutely awesome man i appreciate it thanks for watching us ramble yeah. good first episode good, good. Yeah. i liked it Sweet. thanks